Welcome to the Making After School Cool podcast, the link between research, practice, and theory for those interested in the activities youth are involved with during non-school hours. The Making After School Cool podcast is produced by Case for Kids, the division of Harris County Department of Education, and I'm your host, Mike Wilson. This episode of the Making After School Cool podcast focuses on Black History Month. According to a vlog on the World Economic Forum, reasons for observing Black History Month are it devotes time to celebrate Black past and present achievement, it increases awareness of systematic racism, and it highlights the people and organizations creating change. The history of Black History Month began in 1915 when historian Carter G. Woodson and Minister Jesse Moreland founded the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History. By 1926, the group sponsored a National Negro History Week, which took place during the second week of February in honor of Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass's birthday. In 1976, President Gerald Ford officially recognized Black History Month. According to the then president, Black history informs all U.S. citizens of the often neglected accomplishments of Black Americans in every area of endeavor throughout our history. To discuss the importance of Black History Month and to spotlight an event that impacted American history is my guest, Laquita Barnes. Ms. Barnes is an educator, and real estate investor from Houston, Texas. She is also the proud author of Black Wall Street, The Spirit of Community. This children's book focuses on historical Black Wall Street located in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Her book uncovers the beauty of this area and the resiliency of a community to rebound from a tragic event and restore the legacy of entrepreneurship and success by supporting each other. This book provides an amazing opportunity to educate young readers on this important historical event that is often left out of history books. Good day, Ms. Barnes. How are you doing today? Yes, I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here. First, uh, can you share with our listeners a little bit about your background and what motivated you to write your children's book? So I'm an educator, um, K through five, um, mostly in elementary. So um, I have been, you know, immersed in educating our youth, and I always love um, the subject of history for kids because a lot of nonfiction um, stories they tend to think are boring or they don't connect with it. Um, but as soon as you kind of open their eyes to um, these stories of the past, they can see how they connect with it in their present life, but also their future. And when I stumbled upon the subject of Black Wall Street, actually, I was just watching a couple of shows on HBO and they were highlighting the historical events, which I vaguely knew about. But I was sad that as an adult, I didn't know enough about Black Wall Street, mainly how it was built, what occurred and um, where was it at, at this point of time. And so I began to just look into different resources, go down the rabbit hole of Amazon searching, and I realized there were a lot of information about Black Wall Street, but it was geared towards a older crowd um, or the subject matter was very dark. And I didn't get the information that I was looking for about the entrepreneurs. Well, how was it started? And how were they successful for 15 years before this tragic event? And I was just shocked that it wasn't a resource that I could 
easily get to, to share with at the time, my seven-year-old and my 10-year-old that will provide the background knowledge in a very youthful way. And so that actually sparked my interest of writing a book. Now, I don't want it to be an author um, initially, you know, ever thinking of being one growing up, but um, I knew that this was an opportunity for me to kind of create a stamp and provide not only a resource for my child, but for other children. So it speaks closely to what we teach our children in terms of investing in their community, building up their community. So being an educator, being a real estate investor and an entrepreneur, it kind of went hand in hand. Um, surprisingly enough, it was easy to get a jump start into writing this book. You know, you brought up an interesting point and I really haven't really thought about it that much. What do you say is a good age to start introducing kids to, to Black history and the importance of being aware of the accomplishments of people of color? Well, surprisingly, um, we teach it as early as they're um, as in uh, preschool. Kids are very much sponges um, and they love to learn not only the facts of an individual, but what I realized is that they love to connect with those individuals. And one of those examples were um, my child's preschool teacher. She would have them, you know, when they're talking about Jackie Robinson, they would dress up as Jackie Robinson. You know, if they are, you know, speaking of historical figures, they will become so connected with those individuals that it becomes something that they can relate to and connect to. Um, so if you think about figures that we learn at, in school or out of the school, or just learn in terms of the accomplishments of others, there's so many stories that our children, and not only just black children, our children can see themselves. And that, that makes a difference in terms of educating them. And it starts early on in terms of Black Wall Street, uh, this book I created because my um, focus has always been fifth grade. So I geared towards a third through fifth grade um, or sixth grade audience, but it had also lent itself to be taught with, and I've done it with first graders um, as well as second graders. Some people have the perception that Black history is just for African-Americans. And with the exception of Dr. King's achievements, the rest of the information is just viewed as trivia information. How can we change that way of thinking? Well, I think the way that we change the way of thinking is that we realize that Black history um, is America's history. So we can't get away from learning about the history. And that could be how some people will perceive the good and the bad and the ugly of it. But even with that, I have taught with a diverse demographic. And yes, children are taken aback about the history of some of these events and why would that happen? But they also are inspired to make a connection of well, what does our America look like now? What does it look like now? And if we're still dealing with the same things, then that's trap, you know, that's tragic. But if we could say that we've grown from our history, we have learned from the past and we can make sure that we don't repeat it. So we can't shy away from it. And I think children, we don't give our children enough credit that they can take on some of these challenging subjects, such as Black Wall Street or the Tulsa Race Massacre because of the, the tragic events of it and not be able to see 
maybe the good of it, the um, the inspiration beyond it. Like for example, in my book, I ended with how the shadows of Black Wall Street helped build other Black-owned communities. So even though there was a destruction of this town, it actually helped create the inspiration of other communities. And we even see that now after the centennial of more documentaries, more books, more um, visibility on the subject to make sure that it is not something that is ever lost again, because that is a concern. Um, I've had adults that have read the book or shared the book that they are saddened that they've only learned about Black Wall Street in their 20s or 30s and 40s, but now they have a resource to share with their children and their grandchildren and nieces and, um, and nephews and if they can learn earlier on. You know, it's interesting because you, you brought up a point uh, that I think some people are afraid of the question why. So when some information is given that uh, may be tragic or a little unsettling, uh, and kids, you know, they, they say what they think. So if they start asking the question why, then some people get a little nervous and hesitant. And I think to me, those questions for, uh, for adults should encourage us to do more research, to learn more things, and uh, also highlight the fact that uh, because of, unfortunately, these tragic events, uh, the country has gotten better. It's been a slow process, but it has definitely uh, gotten better. What I like about your book is it touches on an event most of us never heard of. Traditionally, Black History Month highlights the accomplishments of people, including civil rights leaders, inventors, entertainers, and politicians. However, we seldom hear about key events. How important is it to discuss historical events? Well, I think that it is very important to discuss these um, historical events. Um, when we talk about, you know, Jackie Robertson and we talk about the integration of the um, baseball league, you know, you're, you're dealing with a traumatic, you know, event in terms of you know, it wasn't something that was easy to break those barriers. So when we do discuss these historical um, figures, we can't negate the fact of the era of time in which it was occurring. And for me, I've always had this feeling that a lot of our children, especially with Black History Month, I want to get away from our children only learning about you know, slavery or civil rights movement. There's so many events and key figures before that time, and there's so many key events and figures in between that time. So during this time, Black people are able to flourish and grow within their communities. And I think that it's very important to highlight that as well. You know, a, a lot of kids are astonished to hear about the impact that Black Wall Street had or just the, the naming of it and how they were able to survive for 15 years. Um, and I teach in a an area town where I made connection to their own area. Um, we're from, you know, taught in Third Ward, Texas. Um, and that area was predominantly Black. And it was, it did mirror Black Wall Street. And so to have kids think about their own neighborhoods and towns, um, it challenged them to think about the connection of Black Wall Street and what it was then and what it is now and what it could be. Let's not just end it in the month of February. Um, this is something that history is around us all the time. For example, Central Park, the history behind Central Park, um, being that it was a predominantly Black 
community that unfortunately was taken away. And so that is something now, like the history behind some of our areas that if we just dig a little bit deeper, um, we'll find the historical information. We can definitely learn about the same with these events and not be um, hesitant or not be afraid to expose the truth because the truth is what the, the era of time that it was in. Um, if we're still having those same conversations and, and struggles now in 2022, then that's where the conversation we need to pick up from there. Yeah, I agree with you on that statement. I think a lot of times we get lost and forget that this was the, uh, unfortunately, in some cases, the norms of the time and time changes and even when I talk to my own kids uh, I mentioned to them that their history uh, is going to be different than my history although we call it history history is somewhat of a living thing every day there's a new aspect a new event that we add to the catalog of, of history and so you know the things that's happening now and how it's going to be perceived when my teenage daughters become adults it's going to be a little bit different um, as you were writing this book, what type of research did you conduct to get some of the content information as well as did you consult with people so that you can get some feedback regarding the topic? Um, as I mentioned, I stumbled across a lot of resources that were not age appropriate or the, the focus, the audience that I was training. So what I did was I read those books in that area to try to craft a storyboard. Um, and then from there, I was able to create the layout. Now, one thing that I wish I would have done was um, after I, I created the book and in hopes of having it available for the centennial, um, I had the pleasure of going um, to Tulsa honor and pay respects to the victims and the survivors. And while there, I had an opportunity to attend an event where I met some of the grandchildren of these pioneers, of these um, historical figures that I speak about in the book. So one thing that I wish I could have done was hold off on uh, being able to just sit and speak with them. And it's one thing to read about um, the stories and the impact of Black Wall Street, but it's another to have kind of like a living witness to it and how they were shaped knowing what their ancestors went through during that time and the impact that it has had on their life. And for me, it's powerful enough to make sure that we continue to share um, not only just Black Wall Street, but the names that are included, um, the pioneers, you know, O.W. Gurley, who was the first to purchase land in this area, as well as um, J.B. Stratford, um, being able to meet his granddaughter um, in her discussion of you know, the goal of what he wanted his hotel to be, that could have been, it could have mirrored what we see now in Marriott's or the Hilton. So um, that was one of, if I could go back in time, is to really sit down and get more of the first person um, experience um, from those that are closely connected to the stories. You know, it's interesting when you mentioned talking to the descendants of people who experienced certain historical events. And that in one sense shows that, you know, history has not been that long ago. It's actually pretty recent. 
Um, this past weekend, I was visiting with my dad. He's 82, and we were talking about, you know, all this rezoning when it comes to voting rights and all of that kind of stuff. And he mentioned to me that his great-grandmother, which was my great-great-great-grandmother, uh, she didn't get the opportunity to vote until she was 92 years old. And uh, I remember her and to think that, you know, 92 years before you even got the opportunity to vote, and we're still kind of talking a little bit about, you know, what's the best way and the fair way for people to vote. It's just kind of amazing. So, you know, knowing history, and whenever you're talking about your own opinions in regards to what's happening today, uh, you have to look back and you have to say, you know, people of African-American uh, descent, uh, we have the skills, we have the qualifications, we have achieved in every sector of society and we have a voice. And I think that's one of the major differences now as opposed to the past is having a voice. And I applaud you for using your voice to uh, create this book and making it age appropriate for young people, as well as creating a dialogue that parents can share with their kids about, you know, there's communities within our own area that was very similar to this particular area. And because of uh, the grace of God, we didn't have to experience this, this tragedy. Um, how has your book been received thus far? And uh, can you tell me a way that people can get a copy? It's been well received. Um, as I mentioned, such as myself, I've learned about this um, by Black Wall Street as an adult. And I always start off with what impact would that have had on me if I would have known about this earlier on? Um, now as a real estate investor, as an um, educator, as a entrepreneur, what impact to know that in essence, this path was already created for us in terms of what the look and feel of supporting black owned businesses, just that emphasis itself. This has been something that has been around for a long time. And so I wanted to make sure that not a child would have to go and, and live a lifetime without knowing his rich history that is often overlooked. And so it's been well received by children and as well as um, adults and they can purchase it. Um, I'm on Amazon. Um, so depending on the easy method of receiving product, but then I also have a website is www.our historytold.com. And my goal is, is that this is just a jumping start of other stories that have maybe been, you know, left out of history books or overlooked that we can continue to shine a light on these historical figures and historical events that we will continue to share. And again, let's not discuss it just in the month of February. Let's make sure that we land ourselves to communicating and sharing um, Black history 365 days. Agreed, agreed. Uh, before we close, do you have any final comments? My final comments um, will be that let's always challenge ourselves with that, with history. Um, let's not settle on what we've heard or been communicated in school or even from our parents, and, but make, make sure that we continue to learn a little bit more. Um, again, I'm a firm believer that history can repeat itself if we don't learn from it and grow from it. And hopefully we will see and we continue to see a difference. Um, and I am excited to see what Black Wall Street will look like um, as years come and just that emphasis 
of supporting within the community. So that would be my challenge is to dig a little bit deeper, um, find something that maybe you didn't know. And then one last thing is to share. So if you enjoyed hearing about Black Wall Street, the spirit of community, please pick up a book and also share this information with someone else that you believe will enjoy it and share it with their children. Thank you so much for being my guest on today's episode of the Making After School Cool Podcast. I appreciate you taking some time and sharing with us this amazing historical event. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Making After School Cool. As always, I want to thank our listeners for joining us today, where our topic focused on Black history and the children's book, Black Wall Street, Spirit of Community. Please join us for future episodes as we continue to explore issues relevant to the out-of-school time field.